We are here. Can I lock this chair? So he doesn't go back? <laughs> this is an important conversation to be here. By the way, no one has said they want to pick up our chairs or sponsor us with new chairs. What's up with that? Chair sponsors, where are you? Where are you? I'm going to close the door. Um, you don't want it to I don't want back. it to swing back. Right now. That'll do. Oh, That'll sorry. Do. Yep, good. We are looking for chair sponsors. My ass is looking for good support. <laughs> Give a fuck. Clouds. Apples. Biscuits. Religion. Fuck. 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 Desk. Migration. Films of the 1930s. Spending your money. Shoes. Scented candles. Welcome to this episode of Two Fooks, where we discuss what to give a fuck about. In your busy lives, rating it from 1 to 10 on our Fook score. I am Marius, and right next to me is this handsome fella who is... Ow. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm back in the room. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Nice to see you. Nice to see you Again. too. Again. Fresh Again. and funky. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. Funky fresh. Oh. Yeah. Funky Fresh, I was just uh, enjoying your wonderful introduction, because you're... Uh, I'm doing it. Oh, it's lovely. Oh. I just get to sit back and relax as... Uh, For that, a second. That eases right in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yep. enjoy as we kick off yet another episode of Two Fooks. Episode of Two Fooks. We are... Here. Here. And you are there. I am here. And our listeners are, wherever they are. They are. And We're not going to do that song now, are we? No, we're not yeah. doing it yet. No. But we have noticed people listening around the world, and at we... some point we might sing a song mm-hmm. with all the countries of the world. Oh. But we might have to learn it first. Yeah. We should probably just start now. Learning so, it? Yeah. Because it's really complicated. Mm-hmm. It's from Animaniacs. For Nations anybody of the who world. remembers that. Um... Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I, I didn't th- ask you, but that's yeah, good. No, but I'm I'm just reasserting uh, reasserting the frame of mind. It's uh, it's lovely to be here. Um, I'm so happy you're good. I hope you're good. I am good. You are. I am. Okay. Why you, start- are you Why are you good? What's been good? What's been happening? What's been popping? Good weather and you know when this airs, it'll be raining, right? Yeah, <laughs> most likely. No, it's just been a good summer. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, very aware. I mean, it's been a hot summer. Uh, hot everybody. town, summer in the city. Back in my neck, getting dirty and gritty. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been hot. Yeah. Um, Which is good. Uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm, uh, I'm wondering whether the... Um, Luckily, we have a fan. We can have it. In front. You've got one fan standing outside your house going, Yeah, yeah. To Fuchs! Yeah, to Fuchs! To Fuchs! To Fuchs! 
Um, yeah, I, 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 I've been in this slightly sort of uh, bubble walking around in the nice weather with the the climate sort of thing hanging on my mind as well as uh, whether it's whether it's nice that it's nice and hot or whether it's relatively concerning that it's nice and hot. You know what? Mm-hmm. The global... What do you call it? The global... Warming? The global warming. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's there. It's getting warmer. Mm-hmm. But the global warming between humans it's getting colder nice choice of words there sir have you thought about that i I thought about that Mm -hmm. Mm. you mean the elaborate the interaction between Mm. people it's getting like people are getting colder towards Mm. each other and yet there's more people than ever Mm -hmm. i I, the love between people is getting colder and the globe is getting warmer Mm. should be opposite well, we we do not know. We're at a point in human history we've never been at that we know. True. Uh, before. Um, uh, there is uh, something like uh, uh, 2% of the face of the earth is covered by major cities. And those major cities contain 54% of the population. That's insane. Isn't that insane? That's such a concentration of people. So it's, I mean, if we're talking about the things we've been talking about on Two Fooks is that you need to give some time for thought, some time to analyze what you're wondering or thinking about what somebody else is thinking about. These things take a bit of natural time in your daily life. Yeah. Those places are not the place for those processes. Mm, The concentration mm, mm, mm. of... uh, development or building or people or or distraction or entertainment um i'm feeling that we're very much in need of sort of exploring the opposite direction of as you say people to people stuff the woods the uh, relations that happen when you meet and when you exchange information or i'm i'm just going to follow my train of thought there cross ethnicity cross cross culture cross culture where you have to be very uh humble and just put all of your if you have beliefs you put them at the door if you have preferences you have to put them at the door and just listen Mm -hmm. um that's these things take time and we're gonna have to make time for these things because there is a soaring population There is a soaring population, and yet we in this part of the world, and maybe people living in other less populated parts of the world, look outside and say, oh yeah, well there's not much problem here. Yeah. Sorry. There is. It's not like... Not ju- just not where you are. Yeah. I mean, this was the thing that I was sort of in the nice weather, and I took the kids a couple of weekends ago on a walk along the fjord, as you do when you live by a fjord or near a fjord or a piece of water or whatever and we're reading about waste crisis and uh, recycling crisis and uh, oceans of plastic and stuff and we walk along the fjord and it's like mountains and serene and that's all fine it's all nice and we got to a place where there's usually some trash and we did some trash collecting as tend to try and do 
I tell you what, after half an hour and some of the things I picked up, I was not in it feeling great. It was pretty gruesome. That day that was supposed to be nice turned out to be not well, so no, nice. Well, no, no, it didn't cloud the day. It just no, but it, it did I, something with your mood. I I was uh, I felt like uh, I perhaps we are being very ignorant. Yeah, just because we can't see a lot of the damage environmentally right now. See, that's perhaps see. That perhaps needs even more protection than the places that have got a lot of visible damage. Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, it's worth considering. Where would your ideal home be? Like in the city or suburbs? Not or a city. I mean, where we live now, which is sort of, I guess you could say, suburb. It's it's away from. The city, it's still in a residential area, but it doesn't, uh, and you can sort of... Anything close to, like, Stavanger Town is going to be, like... Yeah, but it, I mean, it's it's enough rooted in uh, a part of the landscape where you can see a top of a mountain. It's not got two manicured streets. It's not got a no. any blocks yet. They're building some, um, but still, it's... You can, yeah, there's birds in the garden and... Plums in the trees. Plums in the trees. They're still growing, by the way. The gooseberries are already yeah. amazing. Uh, but I I mean, I've spoken with people recently about the fact that as time goes on, as I get older, not that I'm that old now, even though I'm going grey, as uh, I would not want to be more urbanised than I currently am. Yeah. If... If, if to answer your question, if by choice, I would prefer to either be where we are now or somewhere even a little bit more Utpalana, mm. excluded uh, in the countryside the a countryside. bit more. Yeah, um, that's maybe as much to do with controlling how we live as well, waste-wise, and and what we can grow food-wise for ourselves, and how we can operate as a family and share our time together. Do you think it would be possible to be self-sufficient growing your own food here in Norway? I think combined with a sense of frugality mm-hmm. or being quite uh, sensible with what you eat and what you want to eat, uh, you could have a good crack at it. Yeah. I think you wouldn't be far off. I mean, we're still very reliant or or enjoy sort of uh, things like pastas or a rice. Yeah. But a lot of the vegetables are local. Um, And if you can buy local, then you should buy local. Uh, Even in our small garden, we're growing kale and beetroots and carrots and parsnips and potatoes and... If you like to eat nice things and stuff, then I think it's more than possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would. I where would be my ideal place to live? Would be I. I'd like to challenge myself to be better at living a more self-sustained. Mm-hmm. That was a topic that I wrote down as maybe one to discuss at some point, which was the idea of a sustainable living culture mm-hmm. and whether that's an oxymoron. Because you can't really 
sustainable living. Living is not particularly sustainable. Sustainable living is finite. And if you are a consumer of things, then you cannot sustain everything. You have to change. You have to adapt with the seasons and stuff. Um, But it's... If if money were no object, which I would prefer to be at a point where money is of less importance than it currently is, yeah, uh, then I'd certainly like to be able to be more self-sufficient yeah. in a home environment. How about you, to throw the question back at you? What would be somewhere you would see? Because, I mean, I can probably hack together something made of wood. I can look after my house and feed my kids and stuff, but you're an outdoorsy guy. You You know how it is to be out in nature uh for i'm not an expert though but no but you know your stuff i know my way and you know yourself in those environments yeah so i I would like to stay or live more outdoors Mm. i could have easily lived in a tiny house in the Mm. woods Mm. have a greenhouse i just had a vision of us living out somewhere Oh, that would be nice. Even for a short time, we yeah. could do a project out there. That would be cool. Mm. Least amount of technology, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, carry on. Two folks going um, mm. going outdoors. Two, two folks go native. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, w- I would like to live in a tiny house in the woods, having a greenhouse, solar panels... Mm. off the grid we've thought about solar panels for the house yeah it's are. expensive though for a house mm. I, I looked at um, the power company here Lisa mm. on their website they have like I think the, oh yeah come on, come they on. have solar panel options mm. uh, I think the biggest package they have is 5,000 kilowatts per year okay which isn't too much, mm. but that was like hundred thousand kroner. I uh, I think and I and I haven't started to research this properly yet. But there's two things. One, I think the only sustainable ho ho way to do it is to do it guerrilla essentially and try and figure it out yourself. Yeah. But the other is that the the delivery systems and the companies that are responsible for those. Um, uh, supplies aren't going to make it easy for anybody to go self-sufficient, especially if you're already in a residential area. Um, it's, I don't think that could work. Well, that's the thing. Ours is from the 50s and it's kind of slightly hokey. It's all built quite traditionally and all the electrics have sort of been added in, in and around the structures. Yeah, They're not sort of integrated very well. I mean, you can have propane burners and mm. oven and you can have compost toilet mm. and you can have this um yeah the wastewater thing is the thing that i've got increasingly worried about what do you mean well processing of waste from the cities from our house where where it goes yeah uh, have, you, have you seen the um i i have this like this thing in my head of like medieval times and please remember the point you were going to make yeah i'm was like we must have reached peak efficiency when in the dark ages people were putting their bums out the window and pooing into the street and and that was then cleaned and washed down into the drains and that was that hmm. anything north of that 
is just too much. Like we were at sort of relatively sustainable point when everybody in a in a community could do what they needed to do and it would be relatively managed within that population. Mass. Could you imagine doing that now? That is an image to imagine. <laughs> maybe we there need will a, be, maybe we need a 3D infograph. There will be bombs out all of the windows mm. everywhere. There aren't enough windows <laughs> for all those bombs. <laughs> hey, get out of the window. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> What was the point you were going to say? Infinity loop showers. Okay. Have you heard about that? No. It's... Uh, I saw it on a YouTube video um, from a guy living in a van. Mm. So it's basically you have a water tank mm. going into a water heater and then you put on the shower. Mm. You start to shower. The water goes down the drain mm. and then there's a filter that takes away hair and like bigger particles. Mm. And then it goes through some other filters And it goes back in the water tank through the water heater and back to you. Oh, so wow. it's go, it goes in a loop. And he said he could take a 15 to 20 minute shower and use like 12 liters of water. Oh, it, it runs as you're it's a using the system, using the shower. It's mm -hmm. a loop system. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Fascinating. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And there's a website. Uh, I don't remember what exactly the address right now but it has like a list of all the components you need and how to set it up and mm. everything that will be kind of cool very i mean that was one of the things that i was aware of whilst i was again home with mum traveling back in the uk where people now who've listened for a few episodes know that's where i'm from and also coming back here is the wastewater thing not just the what goes down the toilet now as you do that but if you watch the amount of water that goes down a sink combine your bathroom and your kitchen in between the things that you're doing in between the filling the glass of water brushing the teeth filling the pan to maybe cook some food and i was just starting to think well okay just for a little experiment i don't want to put any waste water down the drain so i started collecting it and then watering the plants Or put it just at least putting it in the garden, because otherwise there's this. It's almost like what would be eight parts out of ten of the water coming out of your taps is just going. Mm -hmm. Why? It just seems like a slightly ridiculous waste. And then you will water the garden, and then you will water the plants. Yeah. And then you will wash. You've almost the surplus in a day you could have used for all of the other things. And it goes back to me mentioning things like leftovers and food and stuff before. Like, I think I read an interesting article about frugality, being meager with what you eat and being careful with what you could throw away. Mm -hmm. And it pointed out that really only the modern excess-orientated, low-nutrition food that has become so popular is a sort of a recent phenomena since the 50s. Hmm. And pre that, the general populations were living much more now how people want to be living sustainably. There would be the one piece of meat every now and again. It would be of good quality. It would come from one place. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would be if you could grow yourself, or it would be from the grocers or green grocers with whatever fruit or vegetables was in season. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what you've got. That's all we need. And that brings me back to a point you said about where you live now. I know where you live. It's a very nice, massive, great, big, modern apartment. No, I'm joking. You live in a historic house in a, a sort of older part of town. Small house. It's yeah, like and you say you'd like million. to live in a small house in the middle of the woods. Like a tiny house. I think there's something we can do there, psychologically, is pretend that we are. And I think enacting that kind of mindset of the sort of environment we'd like to be living in, it is possible then to apply some of that into the places we're living in now. Just because there is all the mod cons and the amenities, it doesn't mean we have to use them all. I personally don't like putting lights on in uh, the night time unless it's necessary. Yeah, because of your sleep cycle or... I'm not a fan of bright lights. No. At all. Uh, Anyway. But I'd also say... I don't really need to put the light on here. I can see kind of perfectly fine from the light from the window. Or there's one light on. That'll do. I don't need to put more on. More on. More on. <laughs> more on. You don't need to put more on, more on. Maurice just put a light on. What a more on. It's probably an LED though. It is. That's okay. That's LED. Um, but that, yeah, I think we can psychologically... That's actually LED strips inside oh, the ceiling... Ceiling lights with LED strips in. Yeah. That's a nice idea. That's cool. Um, it is cool because they don't get hot. Uh, I think we can maybe tackle some of these things by enacting the frame of mind we'd ideally like to be in. Yeah. And that goes back to being, yeah, a bit frugal, a bit humble, a bit meager. And I, again, there might be a swathe of people out there listening in different urbanized parts of the world that think this kind of plays in with more artisan or hipster or kind of on-trend ways of living life i'm going to say okay more power to it if if that's what is necessary to help us as individuals kind of take steps away from a more uh, supply and demand uh way of living uh self-sustainable living then that's cool mm-hmm. we've got to try we have to try that will be really cool um, we have to try. Um, we have had a lovely preamble here, and I feel we've actually covered, we've liberated ourselves a little bit from needing to go right into the topics, and we've actually covered a few things which have been on our minds anyway. But this would actually lead into a topic. Cool. I've written down. Cool. Uh, which, uh, let's see here. Lay it on me. Standing out in the crowd. Very nice. Doing something different than everybody else. Which I think we will agree on pretty much. You being... Or you doing what you do and me doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So, like the stereotype should be... Get a house... Two and a half kids, station wagon, boat, cabin, working eight to four, like a rat race. Mm -hmm. And if someone else does something different than that, the, let's call them the ordinary people, are quick to judge the people 
who stands out. Mm. And I think that they are afraid of doing something, even though they maybe want to do something different. Mm. So that's something I would like to discuss more with you. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate your desire to discuss this topic with me. That's what we do here. No, because that is a very rich topic. Mm Mm-hmm. My initial thought to that is I concur. I agree very much that that need to stand out is important. It's also daunting. It's getting more popular, but it's still rare compared to the mm. standard way of living. The challenging thing about standing out is standing out and being able to articulate why yeah. in a clear, balanced way. Um, and being able to accept the desire or need to stand out for something or from something in a non-reactive way to be not aggressive about it or not to be... Um, I think we start to come into a territory that can talk about an idea of rebellion, an idea of activism, which is something I will touch on later as well. Um, uh, The tendency and the need to stand out from what is the norm might be an impulse. It might just be how you are. It might be something, suddenly something becomes very clear to you and you just feel you need to respond and react and break out and make it very clear or you might be very pointedly decided this is the way this is what must happen and i must make it clear this is what i want to do this is like the life i want to live yeah and in all of those situations i believe that a cool calm and self-assured way of operating is this is me being a positive guy is important and necessary whether that has an effect in a wider sense without being more proactive against things that are causing the status quo Mm -hmm. is I think another factor to it because you can stand out once you are out are you happy just to walk your own way and be your own person or once you're out, do you feel the need to say... I'm different. Well, yeah, I'm different. And this is why. What do you think? I mean, is is it enough to stand out on your own principles? Or is it important once people do find a way to stand out to need to tell other people about it? Mm, I've, uh, a little bit of both. Mm. The people who wants to break out of the norm might not do it if they don't find other people who's that are like-minded mm. so the people that are standing out should talk about it but they don't shouldn't preach about it to people who don't want to listen to them mm. or don't want to break out of the rat race cycle mm. so i think it's good to combine them talk to talk about it but talk about it to the right people Mm. 
I think there's also, uh, and in in relation to that, it helps to have a sense of awareness mm-hmm. that if you do, I'm not talking about a, I hate to talk about a revolution, but if you want to do that out of a form of rebellion, that you live in an age, unfortunately we do to a degree, that you will quickly realize that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You can stand out. But you don't have to fight to shout and make yourself heard um, on deaf ears because there is always going to be people who also see the importance of standing out whether or not you have the same values or not. Yeah. So it's that sense of difference and standing out and the ability to appreciate other people standing out for whatever they have chosen to not follow the norms for we are standing out right now maybe we are doing this podcast i think most people won't do this they would probably like to do it but you're putting yourself out there in a way that probably a lot of people find uncomfortable well i mean uh, yeah and i think my my the, the sort of the slightly system orientated part of my brain also says well uh, we are markedly making a choice amongst other choices we've made Mm -hmm. to do this instead of something else I am not at another job No, I'm here I, I am willfully investing my time in this because I believe it to be of worth but will potentially affect my economic situation but I can see through my value system Mm -hmm. as I live that this will put me in a better place personally because I will know when it's my time to do work things and Mm -hmm. when it's my time to do work things then I will invest myself in that Mm -hmm. and I will construct my personal and professional life in a way that makes time for this yeah so you can stand out but you also have to be prepared to make a structure that is self-sufficient in which you can do that i mean we can only be doing this no. because then we wouldn't make any money at least now though hmm. but it, but i see your point yeah and it's 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 a it's a good th- example to say that uh you also have to be maybe bold but you have to be humble and without fear that someone can come along and say, "Why? You, what are you standing out for? What are you? What are you protesting that for? What yeah. are you saying those things for?" And so, well, because I really think it's an important thing, and I can tell you why, if you want to know, but I'm not going to shout back in your face no. about it. I don't think if you've got time to listen, then okay. If not, then I can recommend some stuff you might want to check out, but. I'm I'm kind of in 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 basic terms I'm happy enjoying doing this. Yeah, doing whatever that might be. I've recently been of course listening to the excellent podcast by Stephen West, the philosophize this. Mm-hmm. Um and he um, in the cascade of great information he can make so accessible. Um he Is that a one man show or It's a one man show. Yeah. It is quite remarkable. Yeah how he I have it on can my... condense some of the weighty topics and then deliver them in such a understandable and at times 
very funny way which makes you chuckle but you've understood the underlying point of some pretty weighty philosophical trends mm. um it's it's excellent and uh, i would I, recommend I, I have it. it on my um, in my list so and he pointed out i mean um i've been working my way admittedly through areas that i'm perhaps more familiar with than others just so i can sort of retread the ground and become a little bit more familiar with them so i've been going over structuralism post-structuralism and postmodernism, and going into a thing of cultural hegemony or hegemony depending on how you want to pronounce it and how media and culture the signs and symbols of control have been used very heavily to cater to the needs of the masses and supplicate dull the will of masses to the extent that it doesn't know it's happening and that's the same that's happening in political circles in um, economic circles where we can buy and we can dispose and we can keep passing through without engaging with the ethics or the morals involved but coming back to the idea of cultural hegemony it's that cultural stable it's a standard there is a set and we have operated on the way that those things are best for the controlling systems because then the the mass can be catered to as a mass but if I understand some of the points correctly even though we think that those are fundamentally different from country to country and the needs are different and all of these things the cultural systems operate almost like a buffer to our human needs but our deeper human needs have so much more natural variation to them which we choose to suppress or that we don't exercise or that we keep in private and it is really those that are much more healthy to explore and share Mm -hmm. because that's what will take cultures and individuals forward Um, the issue with that is that once you start to go into that buffer zone and say hey i don't actually agree with a lot of this uh, or i think this it's remarkably clear either you won't be heard or you won't be listened to it won't be taken seriously it won't be taken seriously um and that is curious a bit odd it makes you look at a lot of things maybe a bit differently but i think as i would offer just a nice little twist point on this if you listen to any music go to any gallery look in any art book watch a sports person doing what they do um watch a film the majority of those things are the result of people deciding to do something differently and stand out mm-hmm and so for it that isn't, we thank them. Yeah, and for that we thank them. It isn't the minority. It isn't a minority. We all have the drive and desire and need to express ourselves. And it's only once you start doing that that you realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or, oh, I didn't draw that so well, I better do it again. And very quickly you start to put upon yourself uh structures by which you want to be better you self-regulate you learn you develop 
but you do it within your own system of personal reference. Yeah. That is a healthy, strong, powerful process, but it is less controllable. Um, and I think that's maybe the temperament that people are have been made fearful of in standard stereotypical situations. Yeah. Follow the pack. Do what everybody else does. Work nine to five, eight to four. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing that it kind of makes me think is the there will always be people who look like they don't follow the pack and stand out, but the pack will reinforce that yeah. action. It's not like they're standing up in the middle of a dinner party and suddenly saying, right, everybody, we need to talk about uh, genocide or we need to talk about the people trafficking now. Yeah. Because it's happening now. It's been happening. It's going to happen now. What are we doing sitting here eating this food? This is horribly serious. Uh, that's not quite what I mean. I mean, there will be standing out looking activity that is accepted within our different cultures. And that is sometimes allowed by the power structures that we live in. And sometimes it isn't. Mm hmm. But it's worth trying to find the ones that make sense to you and get inspired by them. Would you say that there are some figures standing out that inspire you as a grown man? Uh, people doing... Um, like public figures or... Anything. Anything that comes to mind. It's just intriguing who we... If if we feel we are enacting a standing out effort by doing what we're doing with our lives, personal and working lives, yeah, do we do that completely off our own bat, or is there anybody, any figures that kind of encourage uh, how we do what we do? Any inspirations? I mean, my dad has always been doing his own thing, like the the gas station, and then he when that had to close down he did some other projects and now he's doing like plumbing hmm. um and air conditioning my brother he did a lot of things he went to this um or he did road racing okay the like motorcycle race mm -hmm. uh, when he was 18 did that for some years um he opened a car dealership he did a lot of things as well mm. didn't think much about it at the time maybe but it probably it had some impact on me mm. without even knowing it i also said very early on i wanted to do or owning my own business yeah watching people putting stuff out on youtube so people who've given you sort of pointers for how to do your thing yourself. Yeah. I think that's kind of makes me think of the reference of sort of the Renaissance man kind of figure that you just do what you can do mm -hmm. and you'll make it work. And, and uh, I don't know whether we may be ignorant or naive to the machinations of power and economy as they are by wanting to stand outside of it or wanting to stand out from what is the norm. But I don't think so. It feels 
Right. And the times are changing as well. Mm. I mean, earlier you would go to school, get an education, work, mm. work, work, work for 50 years, and then you quit working when you're 67, and that's it. Mm. Now there's more opportunities with internet and just a lot of things that can help you stand out and do your own thing. Mm. You don't have to work at the local factory for 50 years. Get there a might not be a local factory. Sure. <laughs> but there will be in yeah. time. Yeah. That was certainly something that, and I can, we'll keep this topic relevant, of course, with standing out. But as I went home, and I will use this perhaps as a way to transition slightly into my food topic for the week. But I will do it surreptitiously. <laughs> but uh, going back to the area where I grew up, I felt often growing up that it was quite rural and there were people sort of pottering away working in the landscape and had been for sometimes doing their own thing and when I grew up maybe I was a bit more interested in even if it was uh, rock music or film culture or perhaps skateboarding culture or whatever it was they seemed to be things that you could participate in as an individual but the the cultural centers or examples of those things were further afield so i relied on vhs so if you could get them of skateboarding stuff from around the world or um, magazines about music and cds or whatever then that would be how you got it and looking around my local landscape very rural i was like maybe didn't feel quite as connected with what was going on there Having gone back recently and over the past few years, I see that it's quite an alternative part of the country. And there was people... Still? Yeah. Yeah. And people have been doing it themselves since before, like as I was young, before then, all the time. And they're still doing things under their own steam. And now that culture has caught up with them. So now they are self-sufficient. They That's look cool. good. They are working with what they have. Um, they are examples of how to stand out efficiently and sustainably. And it's very inspiring. Hmm. So um, before I jump to my topic, how would we like to assess... How would you like to assess, having brought the topic up, um, the importance of standing out? How would you like to sort of tie that up? If you want to stand out, I think you should take the leap and do it. Don't be afraid of what other people think or say or... Yeah. Mm. So I will give this a nine. Mm. I think I will concur with you. It's healthy. At a yeah, it's healthy at a positive point. Um, I would, I would underline hugely that need to look around in the landscape you're in, either via libraries or information or other people. That if you are feeling that need to express yourself or stand out in one way or another, to look for the historical precedent in what you're doing and research it and find people that you can share that with and talk about with and and be generous with it 
um, standing out not in a in a niche, but saying these are the things I want to stand out for. Here they are. Yeah, I want to share the reasons why, and I think that also goes towards perhaps avoiding the potential of being uh, standing out for something, having something to stand out for, but putting yourself very quickly in a corner of having to defend what you're standing out for. Um, it's it, it it's it's a sign of wanting to share. Yeah. Uh, having so much love to give for something that you just can't uh, imagine being in a regular situation where you couldn't. It might be, or it might feel scary to take mm. the leap to do it, mm. but I think once you take the first step, you will feel better mm. doing that instead of feeling miserable doing something you're told to do. And from an artistic perspective, I will also underline, don't underestimate how a little bit of activity can help you feel. Yeah. So if you do have another job, or you have a job, and you want to draw, sit down and draw. Just for and drawing one hour for an hour will, oh my goodness, that will do you right. Yeah. There's a, that'll do you some good. If like you want to paint, if you want to sing, have, yeah. yeah. If you want to sit and talk to somebody else in a room through a microphone, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that do it because it it you don't have to throw one lifestyle out for another. It's about personal development. Um, so I will concur with you at nine. I think that's lovely with that tiny little margin just to remind to say. Again, like we talked with some previous episodes and like we talked when we talked about magic a couple of weeks ago, don't throw yourself completely off the rails. With, you don't have to do it 12 hours a day. Yeah. Be uh, be aware of who you are and where you are. Um, it will only make your expression more enjoyable. Yeah. So, so he said to the Al, man. Al said. Al said. Marius. Marius. Uh, I will, I would like to give a fook about something which I perhaps used to give a fook about a lot more and then maybe was a bit critical of for many years, but recently discovered might just be the antidote to a lot of our online nonsense. And that is... I'm so excited. Leaning dramatically to the side to pick up his research material. Creaky chairs in the background. We're still looking for chair sponsors. Just throwing it out there. Magazines. 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 Physical magazines. Physical magazines. Physical magazines. Now, we've talked about the importance of reading. Yeah. I bought books, by the way. About books. I read a, some book yesterday before I went to sleep. <laughs> some book. A book. <laughs> and? I enjoy it. Good. It's what good. book was it? The one, oh, The sleep book. Yeah. Ah. Which you happen to have as well. Which will probably be a topic Ooh. down the line when I, I have to read it because I didn't uh, I you just I put, bought it no I got given it but it's it's one I haven't got to you haven't yet. read it yet no. it's good mm. it's interesting 
I don't. But magazines, physical magazine, magazines, physical magazines, and I want to. I'm going to. I'm going to play a little bit of a cowboy here with a lasso, and I'm going to throw it around a few topics and try and tie them all together. I want to be like a a cultural lasso throwing cowboy, um, and say this has to do with a knock on effect of having been back at home where I was. We went out to visit a sustainable uh, farm commune that's been there for many many years when you say commune do you mean well it was a farm uh, and I they did growing of vegetables back in the 70s and also made a sustainable living they wanted to the people who lived there was a family they were parents of a guy uh, who was very good friends with someone I was friends with so I didn't know them Uh, but I was aware of what, where they lived and what they did, and they were going for, um, yeah, sustainable house house insulation, looking at how to reduce their uh, waste and their emissions, and go from the land and set up a farm that could be very self-sustaining with growth, but also to be able to sell their produce and look after the farm. And they were also interested in craft, so there was a lot of, um, yeah building orientated things building practice the father of my friend was a stonemason um so they had similar interests of yeah artisan trades and that place has been there for many years we went back there it's now a thriving small unit community on this great producing farm they now grow flowers and sell all over the country beautiful organic everything's organic nice vegetables flowers farmland Uh, and then these shop sites where they have a, um, they sell their produce. There's um, a wine and uh, beer um, salesman there who's increasingly just doing English wines. English wines. Who'd have thought the Romans were there? There's uh, some other artisans and makers in the space, and they have a cafe and restaurant which just serves everything they grow on site, made into lovely things. And the day we visited, uh, they also had this festival happening in their fields called Green and Away. Big up Green and Away. We will tag this and flag this. Um, and I was very fortunate, or me and my mum, my wife and my kids were very fortunate to meet the representative of Green and Away, a lady called Megan from Glasgow. Maybe one day Megan will hear this. Thank you, Megan, for taking the time to explain Green and Away as an ecological festival. Had no idea this has been going on for 30 years. 30 years in the back of the farmland hmm. this where it invites people who are interested in sustainable living and sustain and uh, eco-politics to come get together talk cook for one another and have a gathering each summer Interesting. wow lots we can say about that she recommended a magazine said have you heard of resurgence and the ecologist magazine and i said no and she said well it has a lot of information in it that we've Uh, had and one of the journalists has been here this summer to talk about their their interests so i went to the farm shop they had resurgence in the ecologist i bought it i have it here environment activism social justice arts ethical living i was like is this just the best thing i've ever seen printed <laughs> on paper uh, and i dived in and i've read it front to back Every word, every page is well-considered, relevant, interesting, empowering, 
concerning. Are there ads in there or uh, only to do with uh, okay. topic relevant or culture relevant things? So to do with uh, festivals or to do with growers, co-ops uh, yeah. or things like that. I was then very fortunate to go to Bath one day, a couple of days after visiting this place. Oh, this place, by the way, this farm is called The Fold. And it is just outside of Malvern uh, in a place called, I can't think of the village. It's near Lysinton, Suckley Way. Anyway, The Fold. We'll tag that and flag that too. So we went to Bath and I stumbled across this magazine shop. And I was parking the car. My, my eco footprint burning felt terrible um, and I just saw this shop lined with like journals and magazines and I put my head in and I was like oh my goodness um, and I said to the guy I saw an, a, a magazine that I'd seen years ago when I was studying called Adbusters which is like quite uh, culture critical of the mass movements sort of investigative journalism lots of edgy culture uh, topics and i picked it up and who'd you gonna call ad busters and i said to this guy all right could you put this to one side i'm gonna come back and i went and did some other things and i came back i said right is this ad busters still as relevant as it was when i was younger or if i'm interested in things like social activism uh, environmental politics, culture, food, themes, use and waste, etc. Is this still the right kind of thing? If not, what would you recommend? And he took 10 minutes to walk me through about 20 titles of magazines which he had curated amongst the thousand plus magazines he had there hmm. from all over the world which had objective criticism about either music industry, food industry, arts, architecture, uh, society, politics, everything. I was blown away. Uh, the shop is called Mag Galleria. Uh, I said that with a slightly Norwegian tint. Galleria. Um, I'm just going to check the name I've got right on my silly communication device. Um, yeah, I think it's called Mag Galleria. Uh, Mag... Galleria. Yep, Magalleria in Bath, UK. And I walked out with two publications, one called The Phenambulist, The Politics of Space and Bodies, edited by a French guy taking journalism from all around the world, uh, and one magazine called Mold. Uh, this issue was themed around the idea of food waste and design and how designers can tackle the increasing issues of food waste globally. Magazines, I suddenly have at my fingertips incredible resources to think and learn, whereas I could pick up my mobile phone and s scroll down a s thing of images Endless that have nothing Google's to do with me. Result. I have chosen to inform myself with well-curated journalism in different fields from around the world, and I have the time to really think about it. But could you have it as a um, e-magazine? I think they do offer them uh, digitally as well. Just thinking about the waste thing Absolutely, here. absolutely crucial, of course. The waste factor is a big one. Hadn't thought of that. But I do think that there is something like the book. 
Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying about the, having the physical thing. The physicality like of the, being able to note, read, reread, and have with you that. But you can also say, there you go. Yeah. You borrow this. You read it. N- no, no, no. Uh, this is my iPad. Uh, you're not going to get to borrow my iPad just to read this magazine. That's not what I meant. Yeah. But the physical magazine thing. Yeah. The reason I will sort of take the magazine topic onwards is I think that the magazine's this is private learning. Yeah. No one can tell I'm reading this. No one can see that I'm interacting with it. If we're aware of online activity, if we're aware of our own online activity, this is something for me to enjoy or to absorb in my own time and space in a specific in a specific topic or yeah. uh um, or subject. any topic yeah i mean i'm thinking that the idea and i want to kind of sort of slightly link up the idea of pamphlets or written material anything can be censored anything can be monitored edited removed Anything can be taken out if it does not comply with general standards or practices. But progressive journalism in a printed format might just be a very interesting way, like in the 60s and 70s, people would make pamphlets or zines and print them up at home and hand them out to people. Suddenly, with all these topics we've been talking about with standing out from the crowd or exploring different ways in which you're feeling or how society might be feeling the printed word the printed page suddenly could be an antidote yeah to a lot of that um but i'm i'm happy that you're sort of picking up on the physicality is that a good factor um i think pro rata it is worth it to distribute the ideas uh and much like buying a record on vinyl that the money will actually go to the people who've made it who deserves it yeah yeah um but it will be if you bought an album via iTunes or like if you bought the digital album hmm. there wouldn't have been that much cost of getting it out there true so maybe it would be good to modify this term to say it, it it would cost them more to print one magazine than one digital magazine mm-hmm. if i'm allowed i would then say that hopefully the push to make such collections of stuff is equally relevant in its digital form yeah it just so happened that all of these recommendations came without pulling out a phone or being told to visit a site or having anything recommended. It came out of discussion. Yeah. And it came out of a solid physical... Paper thing. ...resource. Yeah. That the the choice to pick up and sit and read at every point at which I've done it has felt like time well spent. Yeah. Um, And I felt that... Much like in the old days when I would sit at home and read about rock groups 
waiting every week for the magazine Kerrang! to come out so that I might know what was going on or a new record that might be coming out. There is... How can I say this right? Like going to a library. Go to a library and rent them. True. Uh, The choice of what you're going to read is very important. And I don't think there is beyond what you might already be aware of or what someone might have told you the idea of free choice within an online system is a bit of a oxymoron but if you are going to trust recommendations from people of something you've never heard before you will broaden your knowledge and you will challenge your ideas and you will have to modify and update them based on things that you hadn't expected yeah and that i think the point i'm trying to make is that goes against an algorithmic based recommendation based online system yeah uh this might be of interest to you picked based on your recent things that doesn't help you develop no that's that that is true but someone saying i have not heard of 95% of the people and things in these magazines and yet I have learned about abolition geography of people protesting against mega prisons being built Uh, I've learned about designers trying to tackle food waste by getting uh, farms that throw away product that supermarkets don't want and making food service for homeless people um how coffee grains can be turned into renewable energies but how much more needs to be done with it um about uh, resistance groups in south america in the 80s and uh, like it's actually interesting topics in there that you would probably not find just browsing the internet i i realize how actually uh, missing I was of interesting information. Yeah. News isn't interesting information. No, it's Things just... recommended to you aren't interesting information. This is stuff happening around the world. And he was also the guy who curated the shop, very eager to say, if the politics of a publication are leading to liberal or to right-wing, that doesn't help anybody. Because it will again cater to the particular audiences for those things. So in particularly in these ideas of sort of social activism, politics uh, and journalism, the publications that are interesting and challenging will curate material from across the board Hmm. so that you, you, me, as individual reader, will have to adjust your standpoint as you move through the publication and be forced to have an opinion, to disagree, to agree, or to be very... Neutral about it. Neutral or confused. Great. So, Hmm. I'm very happy to have had a very positive experience with Magazines. magazines again. And we can all... I would like to link up to that, perhaps... uh independent journalism or or uh, progressive journalism yeah um in any way it can get out interesting hmm. I, I had um 
when you have the digital magazines, there's more like a um, subscription plan. Mm. I had some um, photo magazines. Um, and there's usually like direct links inside it. But it's more, like you say, it's it's more interesting stuff to read and it's more curated and relevant to that one topic it's not just a bunch of different articles that doesn't make sense to you mm. oh that was kind of just i found there will be journalists all around the world and those are individual people speaking from their individual standpoint how they can stand out on their own how they can afford personally economically to do what they do is unknowable yeah but that there are resources that will actively try and support their efforts by bringing them to a wider audience yeah and putting it together with contrasting material is exciting refreshing needed i don't know how these magazines actually get published funding wise i'm i'm incredibly happy they do and if i can pay 10 pounds for one of them and have uh, nourishment from it for my life ahead and in the process support in a knock-on effect some of those people in those places putting down the effort to actually put it up yeah Mm -hmm. then i feel i've done i i'm putting my money where my mouth is yeah Uh, i'm and and it's helping me when people ask me oh what do you think about sustainable living or farming or eating fish or 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 picking up trash by the sea i've done tried to do some legwork to educate myself a little more uh as to why i might be feeling what i'm feeling yeah so i'm gonna say magazines I'm not going to be mental because I think you made a very good point about the multi-platform thing. Um, but we could say magazines like... Well, I think it's we need to be objective as well here. Yeah. We can't just tidy it up so it gets a high point because we no, want no, to... No, 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 no. But I mean... Oh, yeah. So you, you want to do the physical magazines. Yeah, because that's yeah. what I presented. True. The, but we've discussed the knock-on benefits of other ways in which it can come out yeah but the magazine thing i'm very happy so i'm going to say i'm incredibly grateful at a 7.5 for being able to walk back into this arena and find these things and i will work hard to explore other channels uh that are related to this but also being very aware that does it need to be the physical object well for me right now it does uh maybe there's other ways to do it Mm -hmm. um physical activism personally telling people stories standing on a street corner with with a, sort of an information summary of what's going on in the city. <laughs> like, who knows? Yeah. But I think it's a, a relevant area. I'm going to um, give it 6.5. And I think it was very healthy uh, being able to discuss that out. Yeah. It was, it was a good topic. So, people around the world, as you, do whatever it is you do, listening to Two Fooks. We can only imagine. Oh, they must be so happy doing... Whatever it is they're doing. Yeah, while having our voices in their ears. We hope you've had a interesting, 
time. Lovely time. Lovely time in this recent episode. Um, has it made you think of something? Has it made you think of anything? Have you got happy? Have you got challenged? Have you got a bit confused? Just let us know. Give us a mail at info at twofooks.com. Yeah. Or you can go to the Instagram page. That's twofooks on Instagram. You can go to the Facebook page. Like us on Instagram. Yeah. Like us on Facebook. Sign up for the notifications on Spotify so that you know when there's new episodes coming. More people have been doing that, which is good. And Thumbs up to them. Thumbs up to them. For putting thumbs up to us. Yeah. And I think maybe we underestimate in people's busy lives, as you say at the beginning of every episode, we're creating a resource that maybe there is a need for. And we hope that there's a place for this in people's lives. So whatever you're doing and however you're absorbing this, we are very grateful. And we will join you again another day. Um, Go back into the archives and listen to the previous episodes and then look forward to the ones that are coming. Have you heard through, like... Have you heard all of the episodes? No. I have. And it's fun to hear the progress we're making. Mm. I've talked to someone else doing podcast as well. Mm. And they say the same. The more you the more practice. The better you get at it. Mm. That's obvious. But I didn't think that the... It was going to be so obvious. Mm. Or yeah, the, the, the difference was going to be so noticeable. And since we'd had a break a couple of weeks ago, the uh, wading back in was uh, so refreshing, but I think rightfully uh, thrilling Yeah, to be like, this is continuing a, a way of doing things that is very new and very challenging and very exciting. But we are developing. We are. Mm. And And hopefully you guys are developing with us your ideas and your thoughts. And uh, all that remains to be said is thank you, I think, at this point. We are so thankful. And we will see you again, join you again on another episode of... Ha, ha, ha.